Peace and blessings be upon you. Welcome to the Ta'lif Podcast, a space where we aim to provide content and connect our spiritual hearts with community, love, service, and prophetic wisdom. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Ali Dia. I'm the Executive Director at Ta'lif. And with us is Dr. Will Caldwell and Sheikh Ubaidullah Evans, alhamdulillah. And today we're in the fourth of four series talking about okay. Ramadan worshipped or are we doing worship in Ramadan and this came about from an understanding that we have so many people coming up to us saying what should we do in Ramadan we have these goals we have these outcomes we have these rituals that we want to do and it got to a point where we started thinking when we we're talking to them like are, are we doing this for our sake or are we doing this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know I hear a lot of this too and um, I think this is the byproduct of living in uh, an extremely, or at least, you know, uh, ostensibly meritocratic society where everything you get is what you worked for. Everything you have is what you earned. And I think that um, that kind of, you know, uh, goal-oriented being is something people carry with them into Ramadan. I think it's important to remember that it's not about what you're doing in Ramadan. Although that is important. We don't want to encourage people to excel in their worship. Yeah, you still have to and, fast in Ramadan. And, yeah, and, and, and to fast and to, to spend more time in devotion and contemplation and reflection. But what's more important than that is what God is doing for you. What God is offering you. It's not, you know, it's, it's actually less important what you're offering God. It's what God is offering you. And so um, the most important thing is exposing yourself to that divine mercy so that you can become a recipient of it. Um, I think this very imbalanced, one-sided emphasis on what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing. I always say, just wake up, make dua, be present, experience the mercy of God, experience that peace, and you'll have just as full an experience of Laylatul Qadr or the Ashur al-Awakhir, the last 10 nights, as anybody anywhere doing anything. I think the point about meritocracy is interesting, mm-hmm. right? Um, because, we, I mean, we know intuitively and, and sometimes consciously that we don't want a meritocracy with Allah. Mm-hmm. Like, if we were recompensed for what we did, you know, that would actually probably look like a bad situation for us. We want Allah to deal with us on the basis of His mercy. Right? Not on the basis of our actions, mm-hmm. not on the, the merit of our actions or even our intentions all of the time. Um, and we know these things, but I, I think it is so deeply embedded in our culture. Um, and you see blogs to this effect, you see podcasts to this effect, like uh, how to be productive in Ramadan. And it, it, it sounds good, and, and I think to, it can be used for good of course, but you know, the, the entire uh, act of worship that we engage in during the month of Ramadan, fasting, it is not a proactive thing that we, we're not doing anything, we are abstaining from certain actions, in fact. Um, and in that sense, you know, we're, we're really sort of taking a back seat as individuals to what Allah has in store for us. And I think what would be very helpful 
you know, to, to sort of like balance out some of this extremely like goal-driven uh, orientations that we have is really to like cultivate a sense of curiosity about the month. It's like what, what is it that Allah has in store for me during my fast? Um, because maybe you have these goals and maybe they're really good goals, but maybe you don't end up fulfilling them. Are you to assume then that you have like failed your Ramadan? But, but if you look for what Allah is trying to deliver to you in that month, then there's, uh, there's almost like the sense of like hope, uh, exploration. I, I mean, I would dare say like even adventure that can accompany the month. That can be quite beautiful. We're talking about the title, Ramadan Worshipped, right? Uh, it's, it's to be a little bit playful, right? Uh, but the idea of like, we've talked about this in the past series and even I think in our last video where it's like, you have these Ramadan Muslims, right? Mm -hmm. And you said one time to me, you're like, Ali, the Prophet Sallallahu is a Ramadan Muslim, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was taken back by that. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think, you know, um, it's very important to, you know, strike uh, that delicate balance. You know, you don't want to treat Ramadan as if God is not watching your actions at other times of the year or nothing you do matters at other times of the year. At the same time, you want to treat Ramadan with a sense of occasion. Mm. You know, one uh, modern social commentator whose name eludes me now, he said, we are a people that have lost a sense of occasion, right? In previous ages when there were, you know, uh, certain etiquettes and certain manners that, that uh, you know, um, you know um, occasioned certain occurrences and events, then you always had this sense of occasion. It kind of marked the passage of time. Whereas now, all of our lives are just, you know, there's one kind of dress, one, you know, one kind of uh, etiquette, there's one kind of attitude. No, you want to approach Ramadan as though it is a special and blessed time. Right, you want to give it that reverence of its, of it, its, it, it of is its special. sanctity. You know, the Prophet ﷺ, it's mentioned that he was always unfailingly generous, but he was at his most generous in the month of Ramadan, right? In the month of Ramadan, he would do i'tikaf, he would, you know, retire, right, to seclusion in the masjid. So, you know, there are certain things within the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ that I think bespeaks this, um, this heightened reverence for the month of Ramadan. But it should not be that Ramadan becomes um, just an occasion to, um, you know, uh, achieve these goals. You, you mentioned occasions. Right. I, I think one occasion we still have as a society is dinner parties, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you get invited over to someone's house. Um, you know, the expectations that we often have around real occasions like this is not so much like our goals for the evening, mm -hmm. right? It's like, well, if they don't serve me chicken pot pie, then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be really disappointed. I, I, I hope they have chicken pot pie. That, that's on my to-do list tonight. So, you know, you're going to go enjoy the company of the people um, that have invited you. You're a guest in their home, right? They're going to, they're going to treat you with a certain reverence. You're, you're going to treat them with a certain reverence. 
and what you walk away with at the end of that, um, more than any of like, you know, uh, your, your hopes for what that was going to be like, um, is like a closer connection with the person who invited you. I think this is the really beautiful thing that like, you know, if we can kind of just go and uh, drop our expectations for the month um, and have a sense of curiosity, what we will inevitably leave with is that closer connection with Allah. You know, maybe our recitation of Qur'an does improve, maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe we come out of the month more committed to our prayers, or maybe we don't. Uh, inshallah, we get all of those things, right? But I think the connection with Allah, um, if that is strengthened, then the month has succeeded. You don't know the outcome of it for generations later, maybe. You don't know the outcome of that worship. And Allah says, every uh, deed that my servants do is multiplied you know, a certain number of times except for fasting, right? It's incalculable. You don't, you don't know what the outcome but, is. But what do you say for individuals that are, they're hearing this video, but they're still like, look, I still need to do a test list. I still want to do my, hit these goals. I want to finish the Quran four or five times. You know, where they're setting the goal extremely high. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to dissuade them. Um, it's good to be a goal-oriented person. Sure. It's good to, um, to have himma, right? To have high spiritual aspirations and ambitions. What I would say is, don't forget, it's not about what you're doing. It's about what God is doing. And don't allow um, your action even to be a distraction from uh, you know, the mercy that God is dispensing to his servants you know, in, this, in this month. You know, the Prophet said in an authentic hadith that nobody enters paradise by virtue of their actions. It is but the mercy of God. It is but the grace of God. And Aisha said, even you? And he said, even me, right? So this is, uh, you, know, I, you know, there's a, you know, um, you know my teacher, um, you know, Dr. Jackson, he said that there's a, there's a reason why we say the sunnah of Muhammad, وسلم, and we don't say the ta'aleem of Muhammad, the teachings of Muhammad, because ta'aleem would make it sound like something that is purely cerebral. Rather, it's a, uh, it's an inspired way of being. So is setting goals a part of that inspired way of being? Certainly. You know, being task-oriented? Certainly. But never mistaking those tasks for the end. They're just a means. And you can have what, those, what you want through those tasks even without those tasks, right? So I think it's just very important, as, as uh, Dr. Caldwell said, to be open to experience, to approach Ramadan with curiosity. Because maybe, and this is how I think um, someone who, who knows God and knows God's good favor thinks, maybe God will give me something even greater than what I seek through my, my, my goals, right? And so just making sure I'm open to that and making sure that I'm, I'm asking for that. So speaking to that, just to conclude, Will, what do you think are some ways people can actually just get themselves in a place where they can be open to that curiosity, open to almost like um, letting Allah do the work in the month of Ramadan? I guess I would say if, if Ramadan uh, is an extension of your to-do list, right? 
um, don't toss out the to-do list, like Obeda Allah is saying. Like, don't, don't relinquish your goals, but realize that this is also your retreat from your goals, meaning that you, you do get to let go of the outcome. Like, do, do the task that, that you intend to do. Um, but this isn't like taking the SAT or doing a job interview where the outcome actually matters quite a bit, right? Um, let go of the outcome because if we have a good opinion of Allah, as we should, we should actually expect that whatever we imagine the outcome to be, Allah has something better. He necessarily has something better. And He tells us that He is as we expect Him to be. So it, just expect that there is something better that you cannot even imagine in store for you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our fasting. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our goals and our intentions. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us of those that do righteous deed. Jazakallah khair. My name is Ali Diyah. I'm the Executive Director of Ta'lif. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa consider becoming a monthly sustainer by joining 1,000 Hearts of Ta'lif and committing to give $3 a day to keep this work coming to seekers, youth, and newcomers to Islam. Sign up today at www.ta'leefcollective.org forward slash donate. We hope you enjoyed the variety of sessions available and hope you benefit immensely. Allah bless you and Allah bless your loved ones.